0: Praise God from whom all blessings flow. This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson from 1 Samuel, chapter 25, verses 2 through 28. The title of this week's lesson is David and Nabal. Reading from the NIV version of the Holy Bible, the text reads, Then David moved down into the desert of Maon, A certain man in Maon, who had property there at Carmel, was very wealthy. He had a thousand goats and three thousand sheep, which he was shearing in Carmel. His name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman, but her husband, a Calebite, was surly and mean in his dealings. While David was in the desert, he heard that Nabal was shearing... Shearing sheep. So we sent ten young men and said to them, Go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Say to him, Long live to you, good health to you and your household, and good health to all that is yours. Now I hear that it is sheep shearing time. When your shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them, and the whole time they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. Ask your own servants, and they will tell you. Therefore, be favorable toward my young men, since we come at a festive time. Please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. When David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message in David's name. Then they waited. Nabal answered David's servants, Who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. <clears throat> Why should I take my bread and water and the meat I have slaughtered for my shears and give it to men coming from who knows where? David's men turned around and went back. When they arrived, they reported every word. David said to his men, Put on your swords. So they put on their swords, and David put on his About four hundred men went up with David, while two hundred stayed with the supplies. One of the servants told Nabal's wife, Abigail, David sent messengers from the desert to give our master his greetings, but he hurled insults at them. Yet these men were very good to us. They did not mistreat us, and the whole time we were out in the fields near them, nothing was missing. Night and day, they were a wall around us all the time we were herding our sheep near them. Now think it over and see what you can do because disaster is hanging over our master and his whole household. He is such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. Abigail lost no time. She took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five dressed sheep, five says of roasted grain, a hundred cakes of raisins, and two hundred cakes of pressed figs, and loaded them on donkeys. Then she told her servants, Go on ahead, I'll follow you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. As she came riding her donkey into a mountain ravine, there were David and his men descending toward her, and she met them. David had just, it's been useless. All my watching over this fellow's property in the desert so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. May God deal with David, be it ever so severely, if by morning I leave alive one male of all who belong to him. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, My Lord, let the blame be on me alone. Please let your servant speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. May my Lord pay no attention to that wicked man, Nabal. He is just like his name. His name is fool, and folly goes with him. But as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my master sent. Now, since the Lord has kept you, my master, from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, may your enemies and all who intend to harm my master be like Nabal. And let this gift which your servant has brought to my master, be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's offense, for the Lord will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my master because he fights the Lord's battles. Let no wrongdoing be found in you as long as you live, even though someone is pursuing you to take your life The life of my master will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies he will hurl away as from the pocket of a sling. Praise be God and his holy and divine word. The account of Nabal has four major themes. Nabal's general character, his disdainful attitude toward David, though David had guarded his flocks and his sudden death at the Lord's hand, all parallel Saul, whose flock David had also protected. Thus, the author indirectly characterizes Saul as foolish and foreshadows his end. Second, David's vengeful attitude toward Nabal displays his natural tendency and highlights his restraint used toward Saul, the Lord's anointed. Three, Abigail's prudent action prevents David from using his power as leader for personal vengeance, the very thing Saul was doing. And four, Abigail's confident acknowledgement of David's future ascension to the throne foreshadows that event. We're going to deal with these themes this week, and we will go more in depth, particularly with the uh, testimony of Abigail in front of David on next week. After the death of Samuel, David and his men moved to a new location. Recall, they're still uh, in flight from Saul. They moved to the desert of Paran. Uh, Notice 1 Samuel 25, uh, verse 1. The wilderness of Paran extended all the way to the wilderness of Barsheba and eastward to the mountains of Judah. In our lesson text, David and his company of men requested help from a man named Nabal. According to the text, the man was very rich, 1 Samuel 25 and 2. This means Nabal was more than able to extend hospitality to David and his followers. Nevertheless, he refused to offer any assistance to them. Instead, Nabal responds, who is David and who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who break away, each one from his master. Shall I take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed from my shears and give it to men who, when I do not know where they are from? Verses 10 and 11. True humbleness and righteousness are reflected in how we treat those around us. Micah 6, 8, and James 1 and 27. In the present times, there is potential for great hardships due to the present pandemic and condition of our world in general. Will we keep our abundant resources for ourselves or will we humbly use our resources to bless others and bring glory to God? Nabal's refusal to help demonstrate his self-centered, materialistic, and driven focus on self. David and his men had protected Nabal's shepherds and flocks while they were in Carmel. Verse 7, Nabal's vast flocks of sheep and goats would doubtless have been confiscated by roving bands of outlaws had it not been for David's protection. Without David's wall of protection around Nabal's flock, verse 16, there can be little doubt that Nabal's uh, wealth would have been taken away from him. The fact that David sent ten men to bring back the gift indicates that he certainly expected Nabal to come through with a generous contribution. They were to greet Nabal in the name of David, wishing peace and prosperity on his house. David and his men came as friends. They were to remind him that David's men were well acquainted with the shepherds of Nabal. The flocks had never been molested when they were in the neighborhood. Nabal's arrogant refusal of David's request was noted by his servants, by Nabal's servants, who feared retribution. One of the young men reported the matter to Abigail, Nabal's wife. After telling her why David and his men deserved assistance, 1 Samuel 25, verse 15 and 16, David noted that, for he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him, verse 17. In response, Abigail made provisions to feed and care for David and his men, verses 18 through 20. Nabal was stingy and foolish. Abigail was gracious and hospitable. Nabal was vastly different from his wife. The stark contrast between the foolish Nabal and the wise Abigail is played out through the rest of the chapter. Introducing Abigail, 1 Samuel 25 and 3 states, And she is a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance, but the man was harsh and evil in his doings. One final detail is given that has bearing on what follows Nabal was of the house of Caleb, verse 3. In other words, he and David were from the same tribe. Rather than responding with brotherly kindness to the request of David's men, Nabal was harsh and condescending. He began, Who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? The rich man was unimpressed by David and those who came to David him on David's behalf, verse 5. This does not mean Nabal did not know David, for his words declare otherwise. If anything, his reference to David as the son of Jesse echoed the derogatory language used by King Saul, chapter 20, verse 27, chapter 30, verse 31, and chapter 22, verses 7 and 8. This is also made clear by his reference to servants nowadays who break away each one from his master. Chapter 25, verse 10. For Nabal's part, David was just another rebellious servant. Nabal is even unwilling to give to David and his men bread and water. Verse 11, the most basic food and drink, much less the meat he had slaughtered for his workers. Nabal telegraphs his egotism in the original language of verse 11, which uses I and my a total of eight times, four times apiece. I take, I slaughtered, I give, I know, my bread, my water my meat my shears with their request denied david's young men turned on their heels and went back and they came and told all these words first samuel 25 and verse 12 not surprising david was offended in response he instructed his men to prepare for a fight put on your swords So they put on their swords and David put on his, verse 13. We all have the same struggle at times. When we feel we have been wronged, we want vindication. We may fly off the handle, we may catastrophize the events. When we see the evil of the world and in our community, we want things to be set right. The difference is whether we seek vengeance ourselves or leave it to the wrath of God, Romans 12 and verse 19. One of the young men who heard the interaction between Nabal's men and David's came to Abigail the servant appealed to Abigail because he feared retribution from David's army. Stating this, he declared, Now therefore know and consider what you will do, for harm is determined against our master and against all his household, for he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. 1 Samuel 25 and verse 17. In other words, Abigail was her household's only help, only hope. If she intervened, David's wrath might subside. If not, trouble would surely come. The term scoundrel, New King James, used by the servant to describe Nabal, is also translated worthless men, ESV, or wicked man, NIV. His point was simple. Nabal could not be reasoned with. Therefore, it was necessary to approach Abigail. After hearing the servant's report, Abigail made haste and took 200 loaves of bread two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five says of roasted grain, 100 clusters of raisins, and 200 cakes of figs and loaded them on donkeys, 1 Samuel 25, 18. This was done without Nabal's knowledge. Although David was planning to attack Nabal's household, verses 21 and 22, Abigail's efforts kept the attack from happening. Nabal had not only the ability to help David and his men, but also reasons to do so. Besides being members of the same tribe, Nabal had benefited financially from the protection David's men provided to his shepherds in the wilderness. Nevertheless, he had refused to return the favor. His refusal of David's request stands as an example to avoid. The Apostle John wrote, But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? First John 3 and 17. Abigail's actions stand in stark contrast to her husband's. Because she acted quickly, a crisis was averted. Her generosity and humility are obviously worthy of imitation even today. Following her example, we should be willing to help others when given the opportunity. We should also be willing to thank those who help us along the way. Give thanks in every circumstances, in every circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. Instead of seeking vengeance, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. Romans 12, verse 20. Proverbs 25 and verse 21. Thankfully, and largely due to the influence of Abigail, David left vengeance to God in this situation. You and I must make the same decision in our difficult situations in life. In this narrative, we see the destruction rent by pride, selfishness, and vengeance, we also see the life-giving power of kindness, wisdom, and reconciliation. Let us let go of the former and choose life as we pursue peace and love through the power of God which was lived out in the life of Jesus and is given to us through the indwelling of the Spirit. This lesson is yours. I pray something has been said that is both uplifting and edifying. Next week's lesson comes from First Samuel 25. We'll look again at verses 23 through 28, and we'll go on to verse 42. So again, 1 Samuel 25, verses 23 through 42, and the title of the lesson is David and Abigail. So we continue to learn of the beauty and the discernment of Abigail as she emerges as David's wife and confidant. Let's pray together, friends. We come, Father God, before your throne of grace with an understanding in all humility that you are the king of the universe. You are our God who sits high and looks low. Thank you, Father, for all the many blessings you bestow on us each day. Father God, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, your long suffering. Thank you for the most precious gift of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, in whom, by whom, and through whom we may find our way back to you if it be your will, Father. Father God, please forgive us of any trespasses we have committed since the last time we have been together. Father, we come with petitions on our heart of mind. We pray for those who do not know you yet. Father, please give them the space and time to come to know you before it is eternally too late. Father, we pray for the sick, for the shut-in all over this land. We pray that your loving arm of protection be extended to all those in need knowing that you are the great physician who has never lost a patient. Father God, we pray that your wisdom becomes the guiding force in our lives and that we are able to walk boldly in the footsteps of Jesus. We pray for those suffering the debilitating effects of COVID. We pray that this scourge be lifted from us, We pray that soon we may gather together without the threat of illness. We pray that something has been said in today's lesson that will cause someone to be impelled to serve you in a way that brings glory to you. We pray for leadership in your church. We pray that leaders may continue to lead in a way that is righteous and discerning. Father, we thank you for your church where men, women, boys, and girls may work out their soul salvation with fear and trembling. Thank you, Father, for being present. Thank you for listening to our prayers. We send up these prayers in the precious, glorious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, thanks for being a part of this study as we focus on the exploits of David. Reach out this week in Christian love. Send greetings to one another. Let us all stay joyful and engaged in the work of the kingdom. Stay safe and prayerful. Bye for now.